Thanks for tuning in to today's topics where we look at current events from a Christian perspective. Hey guys, uh, tried to get this thing started, but um, I hope everyone's had a great week and uh, hope you got a relaxing weekend planned. Hopefully, uh, with a trip to God's house for worship Sunday in your plans. I hope so. Let's start with the virus news. Uh, some interesting stuff this week. Uh, this came from the AP. This came out Monday. France's President Macron orders all healthcare workers in France that they have to be vaccinated, mandatorily now, have to be vaccinated by the 15th of September of this year. Uh, it's also mandated that anyone going to a restaurant, a shopping mall, hospital, any trains or planes must show a COVID pass. I told y'all it was coming. Uh, in, in Alabama, Governor Ivey, she signed a law in May uh, making COVID pads, uh, passes illegal in Alabama. But in France, you're going to have to have one. Uh, and to get the pass, you must show proof of vaccination or proof of having recently recovered from COVID. Now, how are you going to do that? When I read that, I thought, how are you going to prove that you recently recovered from COVID? But uh, people in France are going to have to deal with this. It's coming. France declared a state of emergency on Tuesday, which gives authorities more freedom to impose virus restrictions. See, when you have the uh, state of emergency, then that gives the government and that gives law enforcement uh, an excuse to do things that they wouldn't otherwise be able to do. So that's why they did that. Macron said he was not going to implement another lockdown, but that all paid workers and volunteers in the healthcare industry have to be vaccinated. That's what he said. So that got me looking. I said, well, here we go again. So let's look around the world and see what's going on. So Greece announced Monday also all healthcare workers that do not get vaccinated will be suspended from their jobs until they do. Italy made the vaccination mandatory. They said pharmacists, and they included pharmacists in this, and all healthcare workers that don't take the vaccine will be suspended. <laughs> yeah. Denmark now requires a COVID pass to attend any restaurants or public events. Israel, it came out in the Jerusalem Post yesterday, Israel is also considering new lockdown measures. So why do I start overseas and why do I tell you all this stuff? Because all that stuff trickles over here. It always does. So you look over there and you see what they want to do. And there you go. Researchers at Tel Aviv University in Israel issue a report that this COVID-19 virus is not connected to bats. You know why? Because Fauci and his crew paid them to make it go from bats to humans. So it's a completely different virus. That's why the virus that's in the people is not connected to a bat because they changed it. But, but remember the big story when it first came out? Oh, it came from a guy eating a bat. No, it didn't. Johnson & Johnson adds a warning label to their vaccine. Did you guys see this? It was all over the news. Uh, I know I'm going to butcher this name, but it's Julian Barr syndrome is now a possibility with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. So you know it's pretty serious if they've had to issue a warning because you, you better believe they didn't want to do that. 
but they did it. Uh, I got all my stuff here, so I'm trying to keep it in order. The CDC, for whatever that's worth, you can uh, make up your own mind about the CDC, but they issued a report this week that said students and teachers should not, not have to wear a mask this fall when they return to school. So you got all the airlines, you got everybody around the world forcing masks on people. Even the company where I work is supposed to be mandatory, still wearing a mask. And now the CDC is saying that students and teachers should not have to wear a mask. Well, the teachers union is going to go stupid over this one. You can believe that. So have to wait and see what pans out about that. But right now they're, you know, saying you should not have to wear one. Uh, trying to get all this in. There's just so much and there's a lot I'm going to miss out on. I know, but. I hope you guys liked how I did it last week. And that's what I'm going to do again this week is just try to hit some high points and give you some ideas and let you go look it up because we just don't have time to do it here. But uh, some leaked information did come out. You can find this on the AP also. But leaked information came out this week from the Pentagon that said that on September the 1st, all U.S. military personnel will be forced to take the vaccine. Uh I know a lot of your former military like I am. And I, and when I first read that, I thought, well, what's the repercussions going to be? You know, you are under contract when you're in the military. If you break that contract, they can put you in jail. <laughs> so it's pretty serious. Uh, I just wonder what's going to happen when a lot of this military personnel right now is refusing the vaccine. So if this is true, and it appears to be so, on September the 1st, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what, what the military you know, what JAG does when a lot of these guys refuse to take it. So the, I, I found that extremely interesting. Now I know that uh, most of you are kind of like me and you're probably sick of hearing about this virus. I know that. But the fact is we have to stay updated and we have to stay informed on this stuff because the media and the globalist, if you go back and look at some of the other podcasts we did where I explained about the World Economic Forum, the 2030 Agenda, and all that stuff, uh, unless you've got your head in the sand, then you understand who's running things and what's going on. But these people are not going to let it go away. You know, it's the perfect opportunity for them to get their agenda across. So that's why we have to keep talking about it, because it's going to stay in the news. It's not going away, and we need to be aware of what's happening. And the big news right now, I know you've seen it, is about how the virus is mutating. Um, we have different variants now. I know me and my wife had a discussion the other night about this, and she's probably already heard most of this. But listen, folks, here's the truth, okay? It's just about facts on here. You look it up, make up your own mind. But the truth is we have right now known 29 different variants of what we know of as the flu. There's 29 different variants of it. You can look that up. That's why sometimes the flu shots that people get each year don't work. Because, see, they're guessing which variant is going to flare up this year. So they make the vaccine for that variant. Well, a lot of times the flu vaccine, you know, it doesn't work at all because the variant is different. There's been variants around for years and years. Uh, and I personally know people that have had the COVID shot and they still caught the virus. 
Okay. And that's, I'm sure that you guys have too. People have had the shot and they still, because viruses mutate, that's what they do. That shouldn't surprise anybody. Well, I had the shot and I still got, well, that's because the virus changes. The virus is a living organism that just wants to live. It wants to survive. So when you try to zap it, it's going to change to try to keep living. That's what viruses do. It shouldn't surprise anybody. But if you watch the news, what was it? Lambda and Delta. They're they're giving them all these uh, crazy names, you know, so they'll hopefully stick. And But you shouldn't let that get to you because that's just what is expected of any virus is what it's going to do. Um, they adapt to their surroundings and it's always been that way. So listen, I'm going to reiterate this again. Let's use common sense. Let's wash our hands way more than you think you should. Just keep washing your hands all the time. We know that germs get on your hands. You put them in your face, how you get sick. Unless somebody sneezes directly on you. You know, we know that. So wash your hands. If somebody has any flu-like symptoms, don't get close to them. Don't go around them. If you know somebody has the flu, don't go to their house. They've been sick. See, that's common sense stuff. And that's the best defense against any virus. It's just common sense. But I have never wavered on here from my initial statement. Uh... I guess it was probably a year ago now, but I have never changed what I've said about this. Satan has went all in on this virus, and that's just the truth. It's It seems as a way for them to push the world toward his plan of a one-world order. That's what they're doing. That's what's in Scripture. We're told it's coming, and this seems to be the opportunity that he's going to take to push that, and it's what he's doing. Think about it. All the mask mandates, right? And this isn't local. This is around the world. This is the entire world, okay? Mask mandates. You've got the required and now the mandatory shots popping up everywhere. They're going to force you to take it. The economic lockdowns, all of that is about control. Sure, it's a real virus. Yeah, nobody's saying it's not. But it's the perfect opportunity for them to get their agenda moving. And that's what they're doing. They're, they have to create an obedient population. That's what they're doing. This is all just glaringly obvious to anybody who's paying attention. But And if you saw some of the news here lately, several states right now, obviously California is leading the pack, but several states are considering putting restrictions back in place. Yeah. Most of you governors, you know, DeSantos in Florida, he's leading the pack. He's saying, we're not going to do anything like that. We're just done with it. We'll see if if a lot of pressure gets put on him. I don't know. A lot of your other more liberal-leaning governors, they're, they're all about putting restrictions in place. Uh, they're shying away from saying lockdown. They're really not wanting to do that. Israel's about the only nation I've heard that's really considering it. But um, most of our states are not talking about lockdowns, but they're talking about serious restrictions. The point is that no matter how bad we want this to go away, no matter how sick of this COVID and virus and all these words, no matter how sick of it we are, it's not going away. It's not going anywhere. Um, Not anytime soon anyway. So that's why we just have to stay updated on it and not let these words and all this stuff freak you out, right? Be smart. Wash your hands. Don't go around sick people. Be smart. Let's take a look at some things on the cultural front. 
got to got to touch on some of this before I run out of time. I've got stuff everywhere, so bear with me. I'm looking at it. Uh, this week, I think it was Tuesday. It was big announcement all over the news in Charlottesville, Virginia, that the Robert E. Lee statue was removed. They took it down. I guess in their mind, they're thinking that if you take a statue down, that makes history go away. Is that what they're thinking? And, and whose life is better or worse because the statue is there or not there? I mean, really, but it's such a big deal. You have to remember in Orwell's 1984, uh, that was part of, you know, the main character in that book, part of his job was to rewrite history. That's what he did. Every few years, you know, they had a different ally and a different enemy. So he had to rewrite all of history to make it appear as what they wanted it to appear as now. Kind of seems like that's what we're doing, right? Let's take away history. Let's rewrite it like it didn't exist. But that's what's going on in Charlottesville, Virginia. Then in Fairfax County, Virginia, that's just south of Washington, D.C., so it's, you know, real urban area. But in Fairfax County, a lady named Michelle Leet, who is the vice president of the Fairfax County PTA, okay? She's the vice president of the PTA of a huge area. And she's also the vice president of the NAACP. Well, they had a rally up there this week about one side was arguing about CRT that they want to teach in the schools and her which is her side, and a lot of parents were concerned, and they were up there not wanting that talk to their kids. So this lady, who's the vice president of these two big organizations, she led a chant, and you can look this up. It's easy to find. She led a chant saying, let them all die. That's what this woman said, referring to all the parents who don't agree with her and her colleagues teaching critical race theory in the public schools up there that's their opinion if you disagree with them then you should die that's what she said um judge in indianapolis this is not california this is not oregon this was in indianapolis the heartland right indiana you wouldn't think it's coming from them but a judge ruled yesterday against a teacher the teacher's name is john klug he was fired because he would not use a student's preferred pronoun. Student was a boy and wanted to be called a girl's name, and he wouldn't do it. So the Brownsburg Community School, this is, I'm quoting what the judge said in his ruling. Well, it, it, was, a, it was a woman judge. I forget her name, but it was a lady judge. And here's what she said. I quote, the Brownsburg Community School Cooperation could not accommodate Klug's religious beliefs without sustaining undue hardship. So the school is justified in overriding his constitutional freedoms. So we think that the constitution is going to protect us and it's going to give us some type of liberty. But this judge just ruled that whenever the court sees fit, they will override your constitutional freedoms. Um, it did not come out whether he's going to appeal this to a higher court. I would assume he would because in our nation, supposedly the Constitution gives us certain freedoms and protections. And this judge is telling him, no, it does not. It's what I think. I think that you need to buy into the transgender movement and your constitutional rights don't matter. That's what she said. Uh, then also in Utah, 
See, this is what got me. Indiana, and now we're in the state of Utah, which is normally considered very conservative. But a Black Lives Matter chapter in Utah issued a statement. I guess you heard this. This was pretty big for a day, and then the news forgot about it. They issued a statement saying that the American flag is a symbol of hatred. You can find that in the New York Post article. So how in the world can an American who wants to be an American, wants to be here, how can you say that our flag is a symbol of hatred? It's a symbol of freedom around the world. Uh, you know, <laughs> but that just gives you an idea of how these people think and what they're trying to push onto our society, all the cultural changes that are coming. And that's what it is. Uh, Got to find some of my other stuff. I got stuff everywhere. Yeah. And the other big news about in Cuba, you know, all the protests going on down there. I guess you heard where the Biden administration said that they're not going to allow any refugees from Cuba or Haiti. These people are actually in danger of starving to death and dying. They're in the middle of revolution. It is awful. But the Biden administration said they're not going to allow any of those people here, not one. While our southern border is just being overrun and they are just bringing them in by the boatload, that's okay. See, there's so many mixed signals and so much hypocrisy that we should be letting the people in here that really need protection. But thousands are marching in the streets in Cuba right now, and they're all marching to end communism. That's what they're doing. Then the Biden administration came out unbelievably Monday and said, that the unrest in Cuba was due to the pandemic. How blind can you possibly be? You got to be kidding me. The protest, and they'll tell you every one of them, it's obvious. They are protesting communism. The people want freedom. That's why they're protesting, and that's why the marches are in Cuba. It's got nothing to do with the pandemic. But as our government just tries to dive headlong into socialism, those in Cuba that have actually lived it, they want out. And see, that's what the administration cannot admit to. Because if you admit to the communism being the problem and everything rationed and everybody's starving, if they admitted that, then that would hurt their agenda of trying to make us more socialist and communist, wouldn't it? So you got to see what they're doing. But there should be just a tremendous outrage about their statement that no one from Cuba or Haiti could enter the U.S. And seeking asylum that just that's just unbelievable but that is what it is now if i can find my other one that uh i wanted to bring up vice president harris who uh there's been a lot of talk lately about the 25th amendment where you can deem a president unfit and most all the talking heads on the media for what that's worth, but most of them are saying that that they're getting lined up to to deem Biden unfit and Harris is going to take over. I missed it. I said when he got elected that it would be you know six to uh, around six months. So I missed it by a month so far. I was saying June, and here we are in July, and it hadn't happened yet. So I missed it by a little bit. But they're still saying that that's the plan is uh, for Harris to take over. That being the case, we need to pay attention to what she says. She said last Sunday that we cannot allow voter ID because the people in rural America 
don't have access to a photocopier. Really? So we are so backwards and we are so pitiful that we don't know how to copy our ID. That's what she said. That That's how she feels about people that are not in her group, in her elite category. And that's the lady that's most likely going to be our president in the next few months. If, if it lasts that long, I don't know. This is kind of some good news and some bad news. But out in Oakland, California, they had a big rally to support the police last weekend because the city voted to slash funding for the police, right? Defund the police movement. So Oakland takes millions of dollars away from the police department. Well, the community gets together. A lot of the people get together and they march to support the police because they don't like this thing of defunding them. They know that they need support. But here's where it gets interesting. Reporters named Lee Fang, this is what he said. He said that the scene was surreal. It was not, it just didn't seem real to me. It couldn't be possible. Why did he say that? Because most of the people at the rally were black supporting the police. He couldn't understand that. He said in the Antifa mob that was there supporting the defund the police movement were young and white. Now, why did this hack of a reporter think that that was surreal, as he calls it? There's good and bad people of every color. He has some kind of crazy prejudice that because you're black, you must hate the police. It makes no sense to me how we allow these people to dictate the news when they're so ignorant. Race and color has nothing to do with morality and decency or not. But that's what he, he just couldn't believe it. But that's where we are, and that's who's, you know, got our news cycle every 24 hours, the way they want us to hear it, the way they want us to see it, is what they're putting forth. It seems our country is more divided now than it's ever been, and there's becoming a more obvious separation between right and wrong, Uh, normal and abnormal, sanity and insanity. There just seems to be such a divide now that it's obvious. And I believe the reason is clear, but, and that's because fewer and fewer people are using God's word as their basis for morality. Church attendance is at the lowest point in history. And this is crazy, but more people believe in aliens than believe in God right now. If you look at the surveys, it's just unbelievable. No wonder that we're in the mess we're in. On some news to think about this weekend, I may have time to get this in. I think I am, but, uh, I did miss this one. Let's go back to this real quick. I think I got time. But the BBC, you know, the British Broadcasting Corporation from England, but they're reporting on conditions at the border. And this is what's pitiful is because it took a foreign news agency to report something that is being hidden by our news. But they reported um, about all of the camps that's down on the border. About the. Let me just read what they said. They were on Mark Levine's website. If you want to look this up, Mark Levine, I'm just not going to have time to get to it. But on, on his website, he goes through the whole story on the BBC. You see the video footage of a camp in El Paso where a lot of these miners are being held. They're telling us that there's around 12,000 in several of these different camps around the country. And this is only one that it was like some undercover bootleg footage that one of the workers there just couldn't stand it anymore. So they video something on their phone and it got released to the BBC and they was able to show it. But it's just unbelievable. Um, all these miners, 
lice and disease and sickness and COVID. And there's just dozens and dozens of reports of molestation going on. And you don't hear any of that from our news reporter. That's the main thing is that I want you to go look to is find some of this stuff and see what's really going on. Uh, the Arizona and Georgia audit still ongoing. I can't get into that, but they're finding huge discrepancies. It's up to thousands of votes now that are being documented that were double counted and all this kind of stuff. But look that up, Arizona and Georgia. If you get time, go check that out. But uh, this is what I really wanted to get to because this is important. <laughs> People are not really talking about it. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the... Uh, it's called DART, D-A-R-T, and that's short for the Double Asteroid Redirection Test. Okay? And this is being put on by NASA. You can go to NASA's website and read it. But they're going to launch a mission this fall that will attempt to hit an asteroid with a rocket just to see if they can deflect it. It's supposed to be a benign asteroid out there, and they're just going to do this little test. Let's just see what will happen if we hit it with a rocket. Well, that in itself wouldn't be too much, but then you look over at their sister agency in Europe, which is Airbus Space, it's the European equivalent to NASA, and they're running computer simulations right now to see if they can take one of our satellites that's orbiting the Earth, and when an asteroid's coming in, if they can shoot that satellite toward the asteroid and hopefully redirect it. Now, why is that important? Well... Have you heard of Apophis? Surely you have. If you've been paying attention, that the big asteroid that's supposed to fly by Earth in 2029, right? It'll be here in April the 13th of 2029, they're telling us. All the scientists are saying that it's going to come about 16,000 miles from Earth. That sounds like a lot, right? Well, no, because the moon is 225,000 or 250,000 miles from Earth. So this asteroid, they're telling us, is going to come 19,000 miles from Earth. But they're telling us that there's no chance it's going to hit Earth, right? Well, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe it won't. But it's kind of odd that they can look and predict something that's eight years out that any type of gravity could redirect it in any way, right? Yeah. And it's also odd that they keep running all these tests to see if they can deflect one. Why are they doing that? Well, guess what? One is coming one day that they will not deflect. Now, that's when, that's in the Bible. Let me read you a little bit about this before we run out of time. I hate this time limit on this thing, man. It drives me crazy. But I'm in Revelation 8, 7. Apostle John's uh, talking here, and I'm not going to read that one, but in go to Re Revelation 8, 7, and it's pretty obvious that, that we're talking about a meteor strike, right? Revelation 8, 8, and as it were, a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea. All right? Go to 8.10, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp. So if you want to read about the coming asteroid strike that is coming one day, then go to Revelation chapter 8 and read that. It's pretty interesting what the Apostle John tells us is going to happen. Uh, will it be Apophis in 29? Who knows? You know, I don't know. It's just kind of odd that when this asteroid was discovered in 2004, that they named it Apophis, which is uh, after the Egyptian god of chaos. Why would they do that? Oh, that's kind of odd. It gives you something to think about. And um, 
I hope that you don't let this stuff worry you. I hope that it keeps you interested and I hope that you do some research. And I hate that I had to rush through so much tonight. There's just, I want to give you a lot of topics to think about, maybe give you something to look up when you have time. But if you put your faith and trust in Jesus, you won't have to worry about any of this. None of this is going to bother you. Um, and I just want to tell you folks, I'm living proof that Jesus Christ can change anybody if you let him. Uh, Jesus is the answer to all your worries, all your fears. He's your answer to the future. He's your answer to everything. If only you'll commit to him. And I pray that you've done that. And I want to thank you all for listening tonight. And y'all go to church Sunday. Y'all keep reading your Bible. Thanks.